Hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of Explore and Engage with Anam. I am reading a book. I started reading a book and uh, for those who know me would know that I love reading. I like writing. I like reading. Reading and writing both um, are very important in my life. And I started reading this book. It's called Bellevue. It's a book about the Bellevue Hospital in New York. And the book is written by David Oshinsky. And so far, I have just read the introduction and the first chapter and a little bit more. And so I have not read too many pages, but already I am, I, I can tell that I'm looking forward to completing the whole book, looking forward to reading the whole book. It's just wonderful. It is so interesting. It's, it's, it's about the history of the Bellevue Hospital. And why I am particularly interested in this book is because I have very strong interest in healthcare policy. For those who may not know this, healthcare policy is what I studied in school, public policy, focusing on healthcare policy. And so I pay attention to everything that's happening in the world of healthcare, which is a huge world. Obviously, if you look at America's healthcare spending as a percentage of GDP, then it's very high. And so healthcare policy is obviously a very big policy area in, in the United States, whether you're talking about the doctors or the nurses or uh, the pharmaceutical industry or the hospitals and um, uh, healthcare facilities, whether you're talking about the durable medical equipment industry, um, whatever um, sector within the healthcare policy arena you're looking at, there's so much to learn. There's so much to, um, um, you know, there, it's always changing. The entire healthcare policy field, it's it's constantly changing. There, there are new rules, new regulations, new laws, uh, lots of different changes taking place. So you always have to study to stay up to date on what's going on. Anyway, I'm enjoying reading this book about the Bellevue Hospital in New York, and I'm looking forward to reading the whole book. So um, with that, what I really want to talk about in this episode is public policy in general. You know, um, I am a public policy analyst by training. That's what I studied in school. And if you want to be a good policy analyst, you always have to know what's going on in the world. You have to know what's going on in the country. You have to know what's going on overseas. And if you have a specialty like, you know, I, I enjoy healthcare policy. That's my specialty area. You always have to stay up to date on all the new developments taking place within a policy arena. Anyway, let me talk about something that's more of a big picture issue. In Washington, to have a properly functioning government, 
we need a Speaker of the House. Right now, as many of you know, there's a vacancy in the office of the Speaker. We don't have an elected Speaker of the House right now. And that has created a lot of uncertainty because legislation cannot be approved. Because if you know the way government works, for a bill to become law, you need uh, the House to pass it, you need the Senate to pass it, and you need the President to sign it into law. Okay? So I'm not going to go into the details of how a bill becomes the law. You can look it up if you are not familiar with the process. Now, we need a Speaker of the House, but we have a vacancy right now. And there, there are many things happening in the public policy and in the political world right now, things that never happened before, things that one would call unprecedented. When there was a vote in the House to uh, remove Kevin McCarthy from the position of the Speaker, it, it kind of sent shockwaves around uh, the country and the world. And based on that vote, Kevin McCarthy was removed from office. And so many people were shocked. Political analysts, uh, many couldn't believe what was happening. And so um, we know what happened after the vote. Kevin McCarthy became from, from speaker. He became the former speaker. He's no longer the speaker of the house. And so there's a vacancy. Now in Washington, if you know something about the politics of Washington and how uh, things work, then you know that there are certain expectations. There's always somebody in line, the next person in line for a political uh, for for a certain position, right? And there are some, you know, unspoken but established rules of the game. And so, when you look at uh, whether you're looking at the Republican Party or the Democratic Party, there are certain leaders within the party. And if there's a vacancy, then almost always people know who the next person would be to fill that fill that vacancy, to fill that vacant position. There's always somebody in line for a particular position. Now, within the Republican Party, because the Republicans have majority in the House, although it's a very slim majority, but they do have a majority in the House, there was this expectation among a lot of people that, hey, after Kevin McCarthy, it's going to be Steve Scalise. Now, some people were saying, oh, it's got to be Jim Jordan. But a lot of people said it would be Steve Scalise. And we know that there was a vote within the Republican caucus and Steve Scalise got more support from within the party. But he, he decided to withdraw his name. So he decided to not go forward in the race for the position of the speaker. And then everyone thought, well, now it's got to be Jim Jordan. But then we know that Jim Jordan also could not secure the majority of the votes needed to win the position of the speaker. And now there's this big question mark, who is it going to be? And so when you pay attention to what's going on in Washington, it seems that the established rules of the game, um, the structure, the framework, everything is changing. That whole concept of who is next in line for this position 
that whole concept is changing. There's so much of uncertainty. There are things happening now that did not happen before. And it's raising a lot of questions. It's creating a lot of uncertainty. And um, obviously, it's, it's resulting in a lot of policy analysts and political commentators having um, a lot of discussion about what's going to happen, what's going to happen, who's going to be the next speaker. So my whole point is that we are, we are going through a period of transformation. We are seeing things that have never happened before, and the established rules of the game, the norms, the expectations are changing, and that whole concept of who is next in line for the position of the speaker, who is next in line for, uh, to, to be the majority leader, who is next in line to be uh, the chairman of this committee or that committee, all of that is changing. There are changes happening that's creating and that's leading to uh, people seeing things very differently. And, you know, I will have more to talk about this in future episodes. But for now, just like everyone else, I'm waiting to see who the next Speaker of the House will be. Let me tell you, my friends, I like Kevin McCarthy. I like Steve Scalise. I like Jim Jordan. They are all wonderful leaders. They are solid conservatives. But it seems that new names are now emerging um, to, um, to help determine who the next speaker will be. We have to pay attention to what's going on in Washington. And so in future episodes, I will have a lot more to discuss. I thank you for continuing to listen to my podcast. And if you have any questions, if you have comments, please share those with me. Once again, thank you. And I hope to be back again soon with a new episode of Explore and engage with an arm.